0: number 10 Romans chapter number 10 if you just help our ushers in a system we appreciate it appreciate you all you given now if you've been here for the last month or so we've been talking about the words that come out of our mouth you know Proverbs eighteen twenty one says life and death are in the power of the tongue I mean you read over and over and over and over we've heard now for five weeks about the power of your tongue and my words and your words guys they're containers and they're containers of, of either creative power or destructive power. Positive or negative. That's, that's at Proverbs 18, Proverbs 21. And so whatever I begin to speak out of my mouth, I'm going to have to be satisfied with that. Because he says, life and death are in the power of your tongue. And so I believe each one of us, we need to follow even biblical principles or biblical patterns Things that you see in the Bible, even pertaining to our tongue. Now, let's begin tonight in Romans chapter 10. And we're going to start in verse 8. And remember, guys, we're going to be New Testament taught tonight. We're going to let the Bible instruct us, alright? Romans 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Now, two questions right there. What did he say? The Word. The Word of God. Okay? Okay? And where did he say the word needed to be? In our mouth and in our heart. And so guys, I've got to really pay attention to this even to start with. Keep reading with me. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now when he talks about the word of faith there, sometimes it says faith in the word. There's different translations. But listen, when it comes to the word of God, I must apply it by faith, okay? If you're not applying it by faith, it's not going to do no good for you. Where's that? That's Hebrews 4.2. It says that, that that the Word of God, not mixed with faith, it will not profit you. And so even when you get born again, he's talking about here that you got to get the Word in your heart and in your mouth. But when you get saved, guys, you do it in as, as an act of faith. You step out and you stand on what the Scriptures say. Okay? Now this is a pattern in the Bible that we really need to look at. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And so right here, He gives us the basis of salvation. Verse 10. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, I believe God advances everything in our lives by the same means. I really believe that, guys. That the Word of God, regardless if it's for salvation, regardless if it's for healing, regardless if it's for life, this is how, if we'll follow this pattern, it will help us. Now, in that same verse in the Amplified, it says this, that my mouth will declare openly and speak out freely his faith, And it confirms his salvation. So my confession and your confession is going to confirm something. Now this is the part we really need to get. You cannot live a positive life and have a negative tongue. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care who you are. And so with my tongue, it reveals or confirms something. And so right here, this is a kingdom principle. This is something that we must understand and begin to apply in every area of our lives. You know, James 1.8 says that a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So a double-minded man, I believe he vacillates between belief and disbelief. And I believe this happens also with our tongues. The exact same thing can happen, and I can give you an illustration of that. You may be praying to Father God for something, and you say, I thank you, Father God, right now, that according to Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. And then out of the very next breath, you can talk God out of doing it, because the word's out of your mouth. And so right there, we can be unstable by the things we say. Now, let's go back just a couple pages to Romans chapter number 4. Romans 4, and I want you to see another biblical pattern here in the Bible that Father God used, and this is what we're going to talk about, that don't call what you have as if it'll always be that way. Okay? And we're going to get a hold of this tonight. We're going to dig in here, and you're going to get blessed by the Scriptures. Verse 17 of Romans 4. As it is written, and I I highlight that in my Bible. As it is written... So you know what I'm looking for? When I can find on the pages of my Bible what's written, I need to understand that. I like to say it this way. Anytime I can find where it's written, I can always tell the devil it's finished. Right here, i got proof. So as it is written, I, Father God, speaking to Abraham, have made you a father of many nations. So what God's doing right here, he's talking to Abraham about his future. Now look what he goes on to say. In the presence of him who he believed, it was God. And so right there he said, in whom he believed. Now, Abraham's believing was based on what? What God had written, what God had said. Now that's the same thing we must base our believing on, is the written word of God. The logos, we've got to find what the word says. Now, keep reading in here. Who gives life to the dead, and he calls or says or speaks those things which do not exist as though they did. Now I want you to notice here, it does not say that God calls those things that are as though they do not exist. He calls those things that don't exist as though they do exist. Now we got to get a hold of this, guys. God himself, he calls, he speaks to these things that don't exist as if they do. So you know what God knew? God knew this, that when you speak His Word over things in your life that at this very moment don't exist, but you can find them in the Word of God, you begin to uh, say them, confess them as though they did exist. Now this is huge that we get a hold of this tonight. What am I supposed to begin to speak? Remember, as it is written. You begin to find the Word of God and you start speaking it. Verse number 18. Who contrary to hope, and you know what the contrary to hope was? In human expectation. That's contrary hope, man. But look what he goes on to say. In hope, or in expectation that God will fulfill His promise, He believed, so that He became the Father of many nations. And so it says right here, He believed. He believed that God said, you're going to be the father of many nations. He believed it. What was his believing based on? What Father God said. What Father God said. Now look what he says here. He believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. According to what God said. Now, here's something significant for you. At this time in Abraham's life, when God said to him, I call you the father of many nations, you know how many kids Abraham had? Zero. He didn't have any. And so what father God, God said to him, his expectation for him. But you know what Abraham had to do? He had to believe God. He had to hook up with that and start saying, okay, this is what Father God has spoken to me. Now I have the opportunity. I'm either going to believe it or I'm not. And so it's the same for me and you. Now keep reading verse 19. And not being weak in faith or without faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver. And that word waver there means question. He did not question at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened to God, giving glory. Now, what I want you to see here in this passage is it says that, that Abraham didn't waver at God's promise. And so when God said to him, Abraham, I'm calling you to be the father of many nations, Father God was speaking to Abraham's future. And it said there that, that Abraham... He, he didn't even consider Sarah's body. Now think about this. God says to him, Abe, you're going to be the father of many nations. And so I really wonder if Abe didn't scratch his head, he looked over there at Sarah, and looked back at God and think, she's 90. She's 90 years old, God. But it says also that he didn't even consider his own body, and he was a 100. Now I'm going to tell you guys, I'm, I'm 50. And the thought of, of Shelley having a baby right now, that would put me in a coma. That's not a good thought. That's not pleasant at all. But I look here that when Father God spoke this at Abraham, Abraham didn't look at the circumstances of his life. He didn't care what everything in the natural looked like. You know what he said? I'm going to believe what God spoke. And God said, I call those things that don't exist as though they did. And so, God right here, He spoke to Abraham's future. And you know what Abraham did? Abraham got into agreement with what God said, that he began to believe it. Now, I believe this, that every one of us in this room, we need to start speaking to our future. Start speaking the Word of God over your life, your marriage, even your kids and begin to say what the Word of God says. It may not exist right now, but you start calling those things that be not as though they are. Now, how do I do that? Number one, I find the written Word of God, the logos. I find what God's Word says, and then I take that written Word, and I move it to a thing called the rhema, the spoken Word. Now, I find where it's written, and then I start saying it. I start getting into agreement with it. And when I begin to do that, you know what I've done? I have started speaking to my future about what God's Word said. How does that work? Well, a couple of weeks ago we got over, and I said this that many times in our life, that, that if you don't sleep well at night, if you're not careful, you'll pace the floor and say, I never sleep well at night. You begin to confess that. Now... In my own life, years ago, I didn't sleep very well. That was a fact at that time. But you know what I found the Scriptures? Proverbs 3.24 says that when you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. So you know what I did? I found what the Word of God said, the written Word of God. And then you know what I began to do? I begin to speak the written word of God over my life. And I begin to say, now I thank you, Father God, that when I lie down, I will not be afraid. When I sleep tonight, it will be sweet and peaceful. Now at that time in my life, that did not exist. That was so far from the actual fact that was going on. But you know what I was doing? Exactly what Father God said to Abraham I call those things that don't exist as though they do. And some of you would say, well, you're lying. No, I'm not lying. The truth is the Word of God. The Word of God cannot lie. And so all I'm doing is I'm speaking the truth. That's calling those things that be not. That's why it's so important that you find in the Word things that pertain to what you're going through in life, and you start speaking them. And I'm not moved. Now, let me give you another illustration of that even in my own life. Uh, years back, when I had all the issues I did with alcohol, and if you're a visitor, uh, I'm not a reformed drunk. I am a free man. I don't have issues with that no more. I mean, I've been set free and everything. But I began to see in my own life where I, I did not like how alcohol was dominating me. I didn't like it. So Colossians 1.13 says, He's delivered me out of the power of darkness. Not that He's going to. he's He's delivered me out of the power of darkness. So understand this. Everything in my life right now, I am a drunk. Jack Daniels was my best friend. But you know what I found? Written in the Word of God, He has delivered me from the power of darkness. So at that very moment in my life, I started speaking, I thank you Father God, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been delivered, I have been delivered from the power of alcohol. So you know what I was doing? I found the written Word. I began to speak it, but I was calling those things that don't exist as though it did. Now all I did was begin to hook up to the Word of God, and I begin to speak to my future. What was I speaking to my future? What the Word of God said. Now, this is big. We get a hold of this tonight, guys. And that's what I'm talking about. You, me, every one of us in this room, we've got to start speaking to our future. What are we going to speak? The Word of God. If I'm not speaking the Word of God, guys, I'm going to be speaking things that I don't need to be speaking. Now, go back into the Old Testament to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. I'm going to show you some things in here that were really just... Just saturate your spirit where you begin to understand. You know, this happened to me. It's been a while back, and I'm gonna—I'm not going to say names to protect their innocent until they've been proven guilty in the court of law, and no, I'm just kidding. I was around a, a couple of guys one night, and one of them, it was later in the evening, and he said this, and he said, man, I am so hungry. I said, well, what you hungry for? And he said, I'm hungry for a big old fat thick steak. And I said, really? And And he said, yeah, that's what I'm hungry for. Well, this other guy said to him, he said, all's I ever eat is bologna, hot dogs, and hamburgers. And I just looked, and I sat there and I thought, and this was the thought that came to my my mind. You have just announced to your future what you're going to be eating. (laughs) You have just announced what? By the words, I wish I could have a steak. All's I ever eat. And so in a roundabout way, you know what we're doing? We are literally prophesying to our future. Now how many times a day do we do those things? We do this over and over. And many times we've been programmed so negatively that we don't even realize we're talking this stuff. Now look what the Word of God says here in Isaiah 55. Begin with me in verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they do not return there, In other words, when the rain comes down and and the snow comes down, they don't go back into the clouds. They don't go back into heaven where they originated from, I guess. But they stay here. Why? They have purpose. What's the purpose? Look what it says. But they water the earth, and they make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be... That goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void or empty. But it, my word, shall accomplish what I please. And it, my word, shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And so right here the message says, The word of God here that is spoken, It will complete the assignment. In other words, it will do precisely what the word of God says. Now you've got to get this right here and begin to understand. When you speak God's word out of your mouth, that word shall not return void. That word shall not return empty. And so when you look at this, you can begin to understand the power of God's word will always fulfill the promise of God's word. Always. In other words, God's word will bear fruit. And I love the thing that he said here in the start of verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. And so all I begin to do is I begin to hook up with the word of God. I begin to say that and I realize, I thank you, Father God, your word will not return void. It will accomplish and it will prosper in everything for which you sent it. In other words, when God said it, that's a fact. That's how it is. But too many times, guys, you know what we begin to do? We begin to tell everything that doesn't work in our life. What type of results do you want? What type of results do, do you desire? Then begin to get a hold of the Word of God and speak them. But so many people, you know what you'll hear? Just listen. Oh, pastor, I'm so insecure. I'm the most insecure person. I'm so impatient. I don't have any patience for my kids. I'm about to pull my hair out. They make me so impatient. And then we'll say stuff like, "I, I, I don't have any self control. I have zero self control. And if we're not careful, then we get over and we say stuff like, I'm so easily offended. I get offended just like that. No, 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 guys. We can't say those things we got to start being careful with the words out of our mouth. You know, this is what rose up in me one day, and this may help some of you. One reason many people have a hard time forgiving is they never quit talking about the offense. Let me say that one more time. Many times the reason people have a hard time forgiving is they never quit talking about the offense. What do you mean? Well, you know what we can say? Well, I forgave them, but I can't believe they lied about me like that. I forgave them, but I can't believe they would treat me like that. I can't believe that they would steal from me. And so all we've done out of our mouth is we've started saying the offense and saying the offense. And therefore, you know what? You never get past unforgiveness. Unforgiveness becomes a choice too. And one of the best things you can say in that area is, Father God, bless them. I forgive them, Father God. Bless. You know, that's Matthew 5. It says, pray for those who despitefully use you. Bless those who curse you. And I believe a lot of that, guys, comes out of our mouth when you start making the choice instead of saying, man, they made me so mad. What they did to me was wrong. Instead of saying, Father God, just bless them. Bless. I pray blessings over them. I pray peace. And you know what will begin to happen? That forgiveness will begin to rise up. And you'll start getting rid of all that poison. Now I want you to go to one more passage with me tonight. Go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel's 37. Back to your right just a little bit. You know, I heard people say the other day, well I can't do this and I won't do that. You know what, I, I, I never have fun in life. I don't have any friends in life. And I sit there and I just listen and I think, if you would only get a hold of the words out of your mouth. The things we speak, guys. Everything we say. Remember, in, in uh, Matthew twelve thirty four, it says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And then in verse number 37, it says, By your words you'll be condemned or you'll be justified. I don't care who you are, that's the same for every one of us. Now, look with me here at Ezekiel 37. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, And he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. It was one big mess. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. You know what you look at right here? The condition of their future didn't look good in the natural. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. And he said to me, prophesy to these bones, and say to me, and say to them. Now, you know what the word prophesy means? It means to speak forth. So he said, prophesy to these bones, and say to them, or speak forth, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear what? The word of the Lord. He said, speak to those dry bones. Speak to that mess. Now keep reading, verse 5. Thus says the Lord God, these bones surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live, even though they seem dead. And I will put sinews on you, and that was attendance, what that was talking about. And I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you shall live. Then shall you know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, or I spoke forth as I was commanded. And as I spoke forth, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bones to bones. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. They were dead still. Also he said to me, prophesy, or speak forth to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. You know what I see right there? He's calling those things that don't exist as though they did. Everything in the natural there said, it's dead. Them bones, them bones, them dry bones, them dead bones. But God said to him, speak to him right here. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them. And they lived and they stood upon their feet and exceeded a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. We ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to those dry bones, those one where hope is lost, prophesy and say to the ones that are cut off, I will open Your graves. What are you saying here? I mean, I don't care what's dead in your life. Begin to prophesy. Begin to speak forth the commands of God. I don't care what in your life has no hope. You don't have to show of hands, but think about this. What in your life does it seem like there's no hope? What did he say? Speak forth to it. What about the grave, the dead things in your life? He's telling Ezekiel the prophet, begin to speak life to them. Don't settle for what is. I don't care how big of a mess it is. Speak to them. You know, guys, I can tell you tonight, there's things in my own life right now that I've spoke to for 25 years. 25 years. I just keep speaking to them. There's times in my life that I'll be walking around and all of a sudden I'll think about things and the Lord will raise back up and I'll begin to speak to them. There's things in my life that I spoke to for five years and all of a sudden, God's Word brought fruition. It came with it. It blessed. It did it precisely. There's things in my life I kept speaking to for ten years. There's things in my life that I spoke to for four years. Part of that was that stinking stuff called alcohol. From the time I started to begin to call those things that don't exist as though they do, it was four years. But you know what I did? I kept speaking. I kept speaking God's word because God said my word won't return to me void. And so some of you in situ, don't give up. Don't quit. Keep speaking the things of God, and and don't do it as doom and gloom said. Oh, I thank you, Father God. Your word is going to come back today. Good measure, press down. The things of God are going to erupt in my life, even in situations that everything seems impossible. Speak to them. Speak to the dry things in your life, and don't settle. Don't allow to get over and call those things that be. As though they are. Speak to your future. See, how many in here have a dog? Most of you. You know what you do with that dog? You call those things that don't exist as though they are with him. How do I know that? Because tomorrow morning you're going to go out back and you're going to say, "Here, spot. Here, spot. And you know what? You don't see spot with the eye, do you? But you know, spot is somewhere. And so you keep saying, here's spot, here's spot, here's spot. And before long, guess who shows up? It's not magical, there's spot. There he is. We'll see in life, even in the things of God, we got to keep speaking to spot. And we find out what's written. And man, when you find out what's written, you know what you need to do? You need to latch on it with some bulldog faith. You know what a bulldog do? The reason a bulldog's nose is slanted backwards so he can latch onto it and keep breathing without ever letting go. Some of you need to get some bulldog faith and say, okay, I'm going to start speaking the word. I'm going to speak the word. You know, I I heard Joyce Meyer say this months ago. She said, and Joyce is almost 70 now. She said, I've spoken to some things over 40 years for my life. And she said, you know what? I'm just now walking in them. Was it because God was mad at? No. No. You know what, Father God knows, when you hook up with Him, God's not going to give you things before you're ready. Because you know what, many times in our life, it would wreck us. We are not. We don't have the character, we don't have the maturity to handle it. And so you know what, Father God says, well, I can bless them right now, but they'll leave me. And so Father God knows, and so you know what, says, I thank you, Lord, your word will not return unto me void. Stand there on your feet with me.